0: If you've been uh, sleeping late, uh, the UCP is government in the province. Uh, 49 seats, the final total, 38 seats to uh, the NDP. Popular vote, UCP 52.6% and the NDP 44%. There are some ridings that are absolutely ridiculously close, like 30, uh, one riding in Calgary and 7 in another riding in Calgary and there's a bunch that are also within a few hundred so recounts are likely um, but at this point, that's where the numbers stand. UCP, majority government, 49 seats which means Danielle Smith is the Premier of Alberta again, and she joins us now. Uh, Premier Smith, congratulations. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Shay. Nice to talk to you. Why don't we start with the personal side of this? Because this is truly, for you personally, a remarkable story of redemption. I think if you went back even a year ago, the thought of you being elected Premier... I don't know if you would have believed it. I don't know if you'd be honest about that or not, but I don't think a lot of other people would. How gratifying is it for you to now be sitting here this morning saying, that's it. I've been elected premier of Alberta.
1: Well, I'm getting used to getting underestimated. I know that when I started on this track, I initially thought I was just going to run for an MLA because I knew it was important that we keep our United Conservative team together. And then when the position came open for leadership, it was my aspiration to make sure that we didn't see the kind of division that we saw back in in the Wild Rose days. And so I, I'm glad I was able to succeed on that. And uh, as we put forward a, a really positive vision during this campaign, I think people wanted to to make sure that we continued moving forward. We were relentlessly focused on jobs and economy and reminding people of what life was was like under the NDP, and I, I think people really, that really resonated with people, and it's part of the reason for the mandate.
0: It's company lying. I get it. Those are all the right things to say, but is there not a piece of you that wants to say, told you so, you know, <laughs> a, a little bit, there would be if it was me, I'll tell you that right now. I mean, like you say, you've been discounted at every turn. There's got to be a little bit of Yeah, you you, you know, you come at the king, you best not miss, and you missed, because I'm the one standing here.
1: Well, I want to be a gracious winner, because (laughs) I I know that uh, this is, uh, I mean, it was a really tough fight. Um, When you look at at the last four weeks, uh, there were polls going back and forth. And it could have gone either way. When I when I took over, we were 20 points behind the NDP, and so I knew we had a lot of work to do to be able to re- restore the confidence of Albertans. And I'm I'm just glad that they have liked what they've seen so far and want to see a little bit more of it, and want us to make sure that uh, that we're listening to all voices. That's the message I took from it. Is that we haven't we haven't won over everyone, and uh, people are, are prepared to give us a, a chance to be good government, and that's what I intend to focus on.
0: Yeah, I want uh, yeah I want to get to the division. In a second but first of all just the overall outcome of what happened last night it's a victory 49 seats there's no question that's the bottom line that's the headline um but it's drop it's that's a drop in 14 seats for your party some very high profile cabinet ministers departing um so how concerned are you do you see a trend or is um i mean a victory is a victory but underneath that there are some things that could be concerning
1: well now i will say that we got 52.6 percent of the vote when Peter Lougheed got elected in 1971, his breakthrough victory, he got 46.4% of the vote. When Klein got elected, his big breakthrough in 93, he had 51 seats and 44.5% of the vote. So I think getting a, a clear majority of Albertans, uh, especially with a relatively high voter turnout com- compared to historical, I, I, that sends a good message to me. It, we did lose a couple of percentage points. You remember that um, the former premier got uh, 55% in the last election. When Notley got elected, she only had 41% of the vote. So I'm pretty confident that a, a 53% mandate is, is something that we can feel confident that we, that we can go forward and, and implement our agenda. What we did see is a consolidation of the left. In the, the, in the last election, the Alberta party was a factor. I think they got almost 10% and that vote is pretty well gone. And so it, we've become a two-party province now and it, we've got a, a pretty fierce opposition that I know is going to, to be holding us to account and I'll be mindful of that.
0: Yeah, a, a two-party province, there's no question about it. I mean, if you want to point to lines of division as you mentioned earlier they're all over the place you've got rural urban you've got Calgary Edmonton you've got left right I mean it goes all the way through so you talked about it last night you want to be the the premier for all Albertans H- how do you get started uh, the division is deep it's nasty in a lot of ways um, as premier how do you try and bridge that divide well
1: I think that the the premier sets the tone and i've been trying to do that i I think part of what i i learned on on talk radio is that you you have to be able to listen to every person and uh, take into account what they say and adjust your your thinking if they make a good point and continue on and make decisions and i've always been very respectful of people in 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 my dealings with them i was i think i ran a very respectful campaign of the opposition i mean we had to point out where their policy changes and their policy direction would be wrong for the province but i never wanted to get personal Sorry the, that it wasn't mutual, but that's the way it goes. I'll, I have a little bit of, of work to do now to introduce the real me once again to the public. But I I intend to continue with the, the same tone that, that I have that I have in the time that I've been premier.
0: Uh, in terms of division within your party, and like you say, I mean, we, we know that there was some of that. Uh, we, we saw some, you know, um, people leave the party. We saw other conservatives recently departed, campaigning against you, didn't support your leadership. Does this win do enough to buy you some life? since you talked about a mandate to implement your agenda. Um, you've got that now, or do you, are you concerned that those divisions within the party will still be there?
1: Well, I have to, I mean, I know that they're not recently departed, some of my critics. Some of them, they, sure. They never, they never supported merger in the first place. And, that, and I think that's, that's important to underscore, is that I, I truly believe in a united conservative movement. And I believe that united conservative movement includes rural and urban Alberta. And we've got to make sure that we're focusing on the things that, that, the, that uh, unite both of those. And I, I think focusing on jobs and the economy, we have more to do on the affordability issues certainly the progress that we've made on healthcare. I'm I'm gratified that uh, we've been given a mandate to continue doing that so that we can get more responsive healthcare services and make sure everybody gets a, a family practitioner. That's going to be the next big focus for us, as well as the the fight with Ottawa. There's a big fight coming up. We've known for some time that in these next couple of weeks they intend to t- to drop two additional uh, pieces of legislation. One, the clean electricity regulations, which would force us to move to a net zero power grid by 2035, as well as a an emissions cap, which I th- which, both of which would be devastating for our economy. It would lose countless jobs it would uh, make electricity and every fuel that we need to to power our homes and our businesses unaffordable and we, we just can't have that so i'm going to be speaking with the prime minister later today i mentioned it in my speech last night We can work together on emissions reduction, but he can't continue with this heavy-handed targeting of Alberta. We just won't stand for it.
0: Um, Okay, we'll follow that story as it comes along for sure. I want to ask you about putting together a cabinet uh, following last night's victory. Uh, Some of the people I think would have been automatic, some of the high-ranking members – Tyler Shandro, Casey Maggiu, Jason Luan, Jason Copping, Nicholas Milliken, Jeremy Nixon, all um, losing their seats yesterday. I mean, they're subject to recount, of course. Um, uh, take a look at the bench strength as you, as you know you're the coach and you look down at the bench. Who do you tap on the shoulder? I mean, what are you looking at in terms of who's available to fill some pretty big roles? I mean, we're talking about justice. We're talking about health. Your finance minister left. Uh, how do you feel about putting together a team?
1: well there there are some good people that that won't be back and uh, but there are also a lot of really good people who have uh, have all the, already 4 years or more experience in the legislature as well as some brand new faces that I'm I'm very excited about I I think that uh, w- when you've got a, a caucus of 49 there there is going to be a lot of talent to choose from so in the next like, number of days I'll be meeting one on one with my each of my my caucus colleagues find out the what their why it is they decide to put their name forward to run, what they're passionate about, and we'll see if we can get a, a right fit for them to be doing something meaningful, and I'll, I'll be able to to announce my cabinet very, very soon after that.
0: One of the challenges that's been raised by a number of people that I've spoken with this morning, and you're, it's obvious, I'm sure you've thought about it already, the fact that you don't have a single member from the city of Edmonton. The capital city did not elect a single representative from your government. How does that get addressed as you put together your team as you form cabinet you can't draw on an Edmonton member to be in cabinet you obviously would if you could but uh, how do you make sure that Edmonton is not overlooked and feels like they have a voice at the table
1: yeah, I've already thought about that, and I, I'm going to put together an Edmonton Council of the some of the, the candidates who I know are going to want to run again. There are a couple of fantastic candidates, many, in fact, in Edmonton, and some got a lot closer than I think anybody ever would have expected. And so I'm going to rely on them to continue giving me advice because our capital city is vitally important to the overall success of Alberta. And um, I'm, I'm there a lot during during session, of course, and we've got a, a lot of investment that, that we need to do. We've got a lot of support that we need to give to the city of Edmonton in dealing with their public disorder and mental health and addictions crisis. And so I'm, I will have a, a good, strong team of advisors making sure that, that nothing gets missed in Edmonton.
0: Where do you start? I, I know there's been a lot of different things that have come and gone. Some of the issues that seem to be really big during the leadership campaign fell off during the election campaign. Bill 1 was the signature piece of your platform. W- where does a Daniel Smith government go? Where do you get started and where do you hope to be to be? When you're sitting here a year from now, if we chart out the first year under Danielle Smith, what do you want to see?
1: Well, I'd I'd like to see the Prime Minister realize that we need to chart our own course on on managing the issue of emissions reduction and energy development. That's going to, I think, occupy a lot of my time over the next year. And I hope that he's willing to work collaboratively. I know I am. That's why we put forward a a major discussion paper beforehand stating our policy about how we want to go about doing it. And it's, it's a really exciting future, one that will allow us to diversify our economy even further with carbon capture utilization and storage and hydrogen and geothermal and the development of critical minerals and, and that should be a vision that the, the Prime Minister is willing to work with us on, especially since British Columbia is also interested in doing LNG export and, and, uh, and that I think is going to be good not only for us, it's going to be good for our, our neighbours and it's going to, be, going to be good for the country so that is going to occupy an awful lot of my time because we've got to just keep the uh, the positive momentum going. I've just been delighted that our Alberta is calling campaign is working, people are coming here in droves they're looking for opportunity, we have to make sure that we're continuing to address the Affordability, but I, I see nothing but optimism as long as the, the Prime Minister works with us and doesn't get in, in the way, and yeah. that's what I'll be focusing on in the next year.
0: And one more, Premier, and then I'll let you go, because you mentioned that yesterday, you've mentioned it a few times this morning, and I know it's sort of a signature piece of, of who Daniel Smith is and how you want to represent this province, but you know uh, during the opinion polling during this campaign, what are Albertans focused on, and, and what came back was affordability, um, health care, crime and safety, education, these things... Uh, um, you know, fighting with Ottawa was very, very low down on the list. Uh, I mean, uh, shouldn't those priorities that are Alberta's priorities be higher on your list of priorities?
1: Alberta's priorities are protecting our economy and protecting what makes this place so special, which is a, um, a destination for entrepreneurship and free enterprise. And we can't have uh, the federal government interfering with that because all of those things that people care about are contingent upon us, continuing to grow, continuing to attract people, continuing to have the revenue and the investments so that we can pay for health care and education, so that we have the dollars to be able to offset the affordability crisis. What underpins everything in this province is making sure that we have a strong economy, and I think that's what people voted for.
0: Um, Premier, I've kept you longer than I said I would. I appreciate your time, and once again, congratulations.